0: We've established the fact, it's it really, we don't really need to talk about a whole lot unless we're just sleeping or something, but we're in the midst of a conflict between two kingdoms, and we, mankind, happens to be right in the center of that conflict. This is what's going on. This is what's been going on with, with as far as man is concerned ever since the Garden of Eden, ever since man came on the scene. Man was created in the image and likeness of God. We have this other fallen angel who before man even came on the scene, decided he was gonna say, I'm gonna be like the most high God. I'm gonna raise my throne up above the stars and so on and so forth. But When man came on the scene and man had this thing that was given to him by God that no other created creation had, the enemy said, you know what? Let's deal with this one. And so ever since then, Not only God has been Satan, the Lucifer's enemy, but mankind has been. And so, we're right in the center of what's going on. What's going on is, you know, we always say it's all about you, all about Jesus. Well, it is, but it's about us, too, (laughs) because we've been made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, we could put it like this. It's freedom and liberty versus slavery and bondage. And um, that's basically what it's about. The Son has come to make us free. We have an enemy that wants to keep us in bondage. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this to us, but I'm going to say it to everybody else listening, anybody else who will listen to this, any other people from other churches that may be listening this morning, any other pastors or ministers that may get this message. But this is a very critical time for the church, the body of Christ. It's a very critical time. And we all need to be united. Every church needs to open its doors back up, and every pastor needs to encourage the people to get back in the house. We need to make a statement. And right now, as a whole, we're not making a very good statement, and we need to make one. There are some people who have gone here, for whatever reasons you have, it become, it's more comfortable for you to stay home and, and watch church over the airwaves. That's wonderful if you can't come to church. But if you're able and you can come, you need to get in your car, get on your horse, your motorcycle, your bicycle, your scooter, whatever, your Heelys, I don't care what, whatever you need to do to get here, you need to get to church. Because we have a world out here that's watching us, and we've got a de facto order that is attempting to control the whole world, and the church, for the most part, has its doors shut. And that's not a good statement. We have many of our people who are staying home and as I said, it's wonderful that we have the technology that we can, you know, we can experience that at the house. But that's not the way it was meant to be. We're called to fellowship. And I, I, was, I was, you know, as the week went by and up to yesterday, I kind of thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to touch a little bit on this because it's important for us to understand. A matter of fact, I, I ran into someone on the road the other day and it kind of sparked this in me. It was in there anyway, but it just made it stand out a little more. There are things, my brothers and sisters, that cannot happen over the internet. Just can't happen. will give you an illustration. I can't do this over the internet. Can't do it. I can watch. I can have a certain amount of understanding that I can gain. There's limited, limited fellowship. Very limited. Very limited. I can receive from the word, but what are you going to get back from me? If I'm the one who's watching, what am I going to get back to you? You can't see my smile you can't see my frown. If I'm at home and I'm watching and I'm hurting, you, you can't see that. Or if I've got something in me that you need as a body, you're not going to get that. That fellowship is not what it should be. Come on now. and every, every If everybody has a part or some kind of part, I don't care how large or how small it is, How are you going to play that if we're not bumping shoulders? Hello? So fellowship, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 9 tells us that we've been called to the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. There's hugging and touching, 1 Thessalonians 5, 26, Paul told these guys, he said, greet one another with a holy kiss. They did holy kisses back then. But, you know, we hug, we touch, we shake hands. Shaking hands, touching, hugging, those are things that are vital for our survival because we are beings. We're not socialistic beings. We're social beings. We have to touch. We're made that way. Hello. So, you, and we can't do that over the airwaves. You can't do that. It's impossible. All right? How about if somebody needs to be water baptized? <laughs> how, how are we going to do that through the camera? You're sitting at home needing to be immersed in water, but, you know, you're watching service. How are you going to get baptized? Can't do it. Baptism is very, very important where the church is concerned. All right? Communion. Now, you might be able to get your own grape juice or whatever and, you know, crackers, whatever it has, at the house. You might be able to do that. But it's not the same. And what Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 11, he said, when you come together. Hello. When you come together. Right? So, what else? Praying. Laying on of hands. How are you going to get ordained over the... Uh, over the way of Can't lay hands, not if we're going to do it the way God said to do it, lay hands on you, right? If someone needs to be prayed for uh, or, you know, if the elders of the church are going to anoint folks with oil, we're going to have a service at the altar, how are you going to be in that if you're not here? How am I going to pour oil on you through your phone? It's not going to work, all right? And then just to, to seal it all up, and let's read this scripture together, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. 'cause this is very important. There's an internal shaking that needs to go on in a lot of our lives right now. And we've been, you know, kind of rocked by baby by the enemy into this, this place of just being, you know, just totally chilled out. Hebrews 10:24 and 25 The Scripture says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, of course, that can refer to all kinds of meetings that we would have. But it it, it is most important where the local church is concerned. Local church is the bedrock of everything where the body of Christ is concerned. And so, our churches are going to have to open up, we're going to have to be strong, and we're going to have to make our decision that we're going to obey God first and foremost. Somebody said, well, the authorities say we're not supposed to do this. Who are they when it comes to the Bible? That's the question I'm asking. Who are they when it comes to the Word of God? That's my question. And so, if you are a real believer, a real Christian, not just a churchgoer, but a real believer, who are you going to obey? If somebody puts out some kind of edict, or this, I don't care what it is, that goes against what God said for his people to do, you're going to have to make a decision. Who are you going to obey? This is real. And the church is going to have to put up right now. Somebody say, Pastor, you know, how you, how you want to sound so strong? Some of us need to put out something that's going to be strong right now because there's a lot of weakness out there, and the enemy is just taking advantage of it. Pastors need to get up. You need to open your doors and encourage your people to get back in the house all over this nation in the name of Jesus. Got to do it. Now, I'm sure there's some reasons, and many of us are going to have to deal with our fears because there's a a, a, a deal here right now that, and, and it's interesting because in the, in the book of Proverbs 29, 25, the Bible tells us the fear of man brings a snare. And so if we fear men more than we reverence God, then it's going to be a snare. It's going to be a trap. And the fears of some people may be because they think, well, maybe I'm going to lose my life, I'm going to lose my status or whatever. You know what? Jesus said, if you're going to protect and keep your own life, you're going to end up losing it. But if you lose it for my sake and the gospel's, guess what? You're going to get it. (laughs) So there are decisions that need to be made. It's not a time for playing games. We need to get back in the house. And this country, government, businesses, unsaved people, everybody needs to see the church being strong and not running away from what's going on right now. I thank God for each of you who are here. I commend you. I pat you on the back. I just, I I praise you and honor you for having the guts, the determination, and the love enough of and for God to be here in what you're doing right now. In Jesus' name. Now, we have to, and I'm reiterating a little bit here, we, we have to learn to understand things from a foundational perspective. Whenever we're looking at things, it's good for us to train ourselves to want to go find out what's the foundation or what the root of a thing is. Because if we can get there or we can get close to that, then we can understand some things about what's going on. It's one of the reasons why the church as a whole has had such a big issue and problem in, in teaching in growing people up and in taking their place because, for the most part, we hadn't figured out the foundation. And that's so important. R- remember, the psalmist said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If we don't understand Jesus Christ, his redemptive work, and our union with him, and if, we, if the church doesn't understand that, it, we're going to be limited in the impact that we can have. We're going to be limited in understanding who we are and what we're supposed to grow up into in Christ. So now, as we look at these things that are going around us in the world and on our own land right now, if we want to figure out what's going on, our mindset needs to be, I need to go to the root, okay? We got this big issue now with corona. Every time you turn the TV on, and if you listen to the news, they're coming on. This is... It's getting to be like a broken record. But at the same time, as God's people, we need to figure out what's going on so we know how to deal, because then we got to be able to know how to deal ourselves, and then we got to know what to do to tell other people what's going on. And if there's anybody that's not supposed to be in the dark, it's the church. (laughs) We're not supposed to be in the dark. We're not supposed to be tricked and fooled. Come on now. I got maybe a few people agree, you know? I mean, we're, we're not supposed to be tricked in food. We're supposed to know what's happening. So now, we're going to ask ourselves, what are the true objectives of what we are dealing with? What are the true objectives? Let's just turn, look at a couple of scriptures here. First Timothy 6.10 and in Ephesians chapter 2, all right? just to give you some other scriptures and what, you know, we're talking about, we're looking for roots and foundations of stuff, okay? 1 Timothy 6.10 says what? For the love of money, <coughs> the root, root, root <laughs> of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So we've got the love of money. Some translations say it's a root. Regardless how you look at it, the love of money is pivotal when it comes to all the trash going on. Somehow or another, you're going to find money connected to it if it's evil. Somehow you're going to find the love of it. All right? In Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 22, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So now, if we just looked at that and, and, and understanding some foundations, all right, what, what's the purpose? If Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, well, what, is, what, what does God want to do out, out, out on him to build a, 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 a place or a body of believers who are inhabited by the Holy Spirit who we can be an expression of God? Hello? See, a lot of believers don't even know and understand that, that we're to be built up as a spiritual house, everybody having a piece or a part of that house, and the Holy Spirit moving through us to demonstrate God's life to the rest of this world. And at the same time, we edify and build one another up. So, foundations, roots, these things are very important when you, if we can figure the, figure out what a root of something is or foundation, we can understand it a whole lot better. We can figure out what's going on. All right. Now, the enemy, Satan, what does he want? Well, he would like to have world dominion. He would just love to have that. How do we know that? Well, if we went back to Scripture like Genesis, excuse me, Isaiah 14, we can figure it out. Let's take the time to read it together. Because this is where it all started Isaiah 14, beginning with verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Now that's when he shifted, he you know he kick-started his deal, and we're in heaven. And said you know this is what I'm gonna do but of course we know what happened right remember Jesus said I beheld Satan like lightning you know falling from him all right but he didn't have a change of heart so he's always wanted to be like the Most High God to exalt his throne above the stars and so on and so forth nothing's changed about him and when he got involved with mankind What he wants to do is to get into into the heart of every man, every woman, especially every ruler, and he wants to rule the nations. He wants people to have to bow down to him. All right? Everybody here? All right. He wants to govern. He wants to rule, dominate, bring all of mankind into forced obedience and worship. Now, folks, this whole COVID-19 issue is a part of that whole deal it's a big part of it a big part of it if you pay attention to what's going on in the world right now and especially what's going on in our country and in our own state city all over the place this is what this thing is all about it's not just about politics there's a devil behind this thing and his objective is to rule to govern to bring people into submission to him. That's why we got to stand up and fight, because this is a spiritual thing. It's not just natural or governmental deal. Now, attempting to control man's access to food, money, and material things will be his tools, just as they were in the Garden of Eden and on the Mount of Temptation." <laughs> First thing in the garden, food. Food. First thing. That's just, we got this affinity for food. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We just need to make sure it doesn't get out of context. Like it got out of context in the Garden of Eden. Cause it's just one tree. I mean, you could eat, they could eat for everything. All everything else all that wasn't good enough. Just one tree. God says, hey, just chill. Leave that one alone. Well, we know what happened, right? All right. The enemy came, tempted Eve. Adam didn't stand up. They both ate, and we're dealing with it now. <laughs> but the same scenario was presented to Jesus. It's kind of interesting because Adam didn't get past the first one. First thing, when, when, when Satan came on the scene to tempt Jesus, he said, if you be the son of God, command these stones, be made, be made gold nuggets. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> command these stones be made what? Bread. So here we go, food. But Jesus dealt with some other things that Adam never got to because they fell on the first one. So i tell you what, let's go ahead to Matthew 4. Let's just look at this a little bit because I'm telling you, folks, the Scriptures will tell us everything about what's going on. And so what we see Satan having used in the past, The same stuff he's doing, he he has no new tricks. And the material stuff that he used in the past is what he's using now. We just need to wake up. Matthew 4, from verse 1. That Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. (coughs) And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when a tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it's written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it's written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So now he brings this protection and care issue on the scene. Again, the devil took him up on an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give if you will, I'll give you if you will fall down and do what? Worship me. Okay, so he had to say that one more. That's that's the monster right there. But Jesus said this. He said it's written again, Well, he said, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. But now we can see, you know, as condensed as it is, what Satan is after and has been after. So, his tools, food, provision, protection or covering, dominion, glory, and worship. His tools and what he's after. Now, would you say with what you're looking at right now that this is some of what we're dealing with? <laughs> should be pretty obvious. All right. Now, here's where I'm going to... Uh, basically, I'm not going to be... After this one scripture we read in Revelation 13, I'm not going to be dogmatic, but I'm going to put some things out for you to think about and for you and the Holy Spirit to deal with where truth in your own heart and mind is concerned. I think this is very important. So what are some of the objectives and characteristics of coronavirus? We looked at one two weeks ago. This week, we're going to look at this. To cripple mankind financially. What the enemy wants to do is to be man's material master, and his ultimate objective is in Revelation 13, verses 11 through 17. So let's go there. Revelation 13. It's sad for a fellow to spend his entire career working on something. And in the end, he gonna get thwarted anyway, but (laughs) you spend your whole career. But this is what we're dealing with right now. From verse 11, Revelation 13, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in the presence in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that even, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, now listen carefully, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one, say no one, please. His objective is that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Nobody buy or sell without the mark. Now, I bet you that that some of us in Christianity never thought that we would ever see anything even close to this as we're alive on the earth. I bet you. But we're looking at everything that is attempting to push toward that. Of course, what we see right now is not in full measure. I'm a testimony to that. (laughs) So are many of you. (laughs) But here's the, this is what his objective is. So now we see worship in here. We see obedience, and we see that you cannot get what you need or want. These people can't get what you need or want without being marked. Now, if that doesn't sum up everything that he's after, I don't know what does. Amen, somebody. So now, let's take a little trip backwards to when this whole issue started. And I'm just going to throw some things out here. And like I said, I'm not going to be dogmatic, but I just want you to look, check it out, and you and the Holy Ghost see if you figure out what's going on, and then you figure out what you need to do to stand, what you need to do to help people. Because remember something, folks, we're the church and we're still here. We're still here. So if we're still here, it does signify that we have dominion and authority. So there's stuff that's only supposed to be able to get so far. Come on now. And if it gets any further, then something wrong with the church because the church ain't doing what it's supposed to do. So I'm saying that. I guess this is very important. Because the things progress and move towards something that's not supposed to be there, it's because the church is not doing what it's supposed to do. So that means that somehow or another, the church is going to have to rise up and do what it's supposed to do. So the devil's checked. So let's go back. When, when this whole thing started, you know, there was this food shortage that was put out. Anybody remember that? And... um. One of the things you might recall is that when there came a point when you started going to the store, there were things that started disappearing off the shelves. But remember when they started with the meat issue. Red meat was a big deal, especially red meat, beef. Now, you might wonder, why in the world red meat or beef? I'll tell you a major reason. Because red meat, Beef is one of the highest sources of zinc. (laughs) See, folks, this stuff is designed. (laughs) What has science already shown that zinc will do with this corona thing? Come on. You check it out. I mean, you're, you're, you, you, you Google whatever you want to do. Check out people that know what they're talking about. I think I tell you, you're going to find out. Red meat is, a, is one of the major sources of zinc. <laughs> just think about stuff. Not being dogmatic. Just check it out. All right? Of course, zinc is destructive to corona and its effects. It's one of the things that will whip it. okay. Of course, we know there was a run on toilet paper. I, I still can't figure that one out yet, but it, you know, but anyway. There's, there's a revelation there, I'm sure. We'll, we'll find it. All right, what was another big issue? Shelter in place. Okay. Shelter in place. That meant stay inside. OK. Why stay inside? Well, you get outside in the sunshine. Vitamin D. Vitamin D also is another thing that just totally... See? And people get scared to go outside. They can go catch something. You catch something, you catch some D3. (laughs) You catch some D3, and you catch the D3, and the D3 will help you be strong and be able to beat whatever that monkey is called Corona, you know? No, but don't go outside. You might breathe the air in. Well, if you don't go outside, you don't get no sunshine. You'll get no sunshine, You don't. Your, your body doesn't get triggered to make vitamin D, which the vitamin D you need, if you're going to get healed or anything, you need D. You got to have it. So I'm just challenging us to think. Just let's just think. Everything becomes easier to understand when you go to the root of the foundation of something. Shelter in place. Stay in the house. I'm just kind of put this in as a little side thought. Science has told us, if we've been listening, that this, this virus thing can't survive in temperatures that are 72 degrees and higher. Why in the world are we wearing masks? In Texas? In Florida? In Arizona? I'm just asking a question. That's all I'm doing. So, if the, if the science behind that is right, and it is, then why are people being made to wear a mask? Just think about it. And if there's any place, right now, we shown showing up that wouldn't need it if this whole thing was legit, we wouldn't need it in Texas. It's less, especially right now, and it's like the evening temperature might not get lower than 72 degrees. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, just throwing some things out. Okay. Shutting down of businesses. Of course, you know that does lead to unemployment, And a a natural lack of resources, all right? Now, see, there's there's an attack going on. So now why, why is this thing want to mess with people's employment, businesses, money? You know why? Because provision is going to have to come from somewhere. And if people don't know how to make that connection with God to get it, then somebody got to be provided. You might remember we talked about Matthew 6, 24 through 34 a while back here. The devil wants to be the one who's in control of what we have, what we can get, what we can eat, what we can spend. So, stimulus, that is, quote, unquote, free money. The government says, we'll take care of you. That could be a problem. Could be a problem. It could be a problem. It could be. Just saying, it could be a problem. Now, I'm going to give you something to think about because it it could be Jubilee or it could be slavery. Just saying, it could be one or the other. But what I'm saying is that you better pray and listen to the Lord about what you take for free from the quote-unquote government. Just be mindful, because like I said, it could be jubilee. This administration could be doing whatever it can to get stuff into people's hands and give you enough to be able to work with. And you know, and and technically speaking, in the Constitution, there are some things provided for if the government causes issues that they got to come up with some kind of remedies and stuff. But you got to remember, we do still have a de facto government. It's not republic ruling. There's a war going on right now. I'm not being dogmatic. I'm just sharing stuff with you. Think about it. This one cat on this side might be saying, you know what? Take, here you go, here you go, here you go. But then somebody else could be saying, take it all, take it all, and everything you take, I'm going to enslave you as you taking it. Just just think, just be prayerful. That's all I'm saying is be prayerful. I would put this in, and this is just something for you to think about. Because it's interesting, if you're watching around, looking at what's going on around you, all these people getting all this money, a lot of them going out buying TVs, and buying all kind of stuff you know to play with think about it well let me not go too fast here I'm, I'll get to that all right unemployment benefits why work if I can get free money I've heard this come up more than one time I was matter of fact early on I went to a bicycle shop to because we know when all this stuff started on I thought I couldn't play basketball anywhere something I'm gonna ride my bike I'm not gonna just sit down so I went to this place to buy an inner tube because I needed one for my rear tire. And I got into a conversation with a gentleman there who, um, who hired truck drivers. As we were talking, he said, you know, I can't get anybody to take these jobs because they get, people get more money staying home. He, he said, I got jobs. But I can't get anybody to take them because people are getting free money. Now think about that. This 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 is this is just something in there to think about. Because now what is that going to do to businesses that need people to work? Shut them down. Shut them down. So I said, boy, yeah, and, and and in the process of them being shut down, we've got somebody giving us stuff for free. Sound a little, could be a little bit like socialism. Maybe, possibly, could be, who knows? Just might be. Just sliding on into the government, taking care of you. Just something about, think about, think about. The mask, we go back to Revelation 13. Conditioning, it is initial controlling of buying, selling, and financial transactions. Initial conditioning. Initial conditioning. Initial conditioning. See, folks have to learn how stuff works. And if you want somebody to do stuff that is radical, you got to introduce things a little bit at a time, and give people the opportunity to let you enslave them so that they can go on to the next step, get their minds conditioned. See, folks, if we don't jump out of these masks, they're not going to go away. I'm just telling you. And people wait, well, you know, the, the fall is coming. It's going to get cooler. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. They said, they said it's, it's going to get cooler. I said, duh. It's going to get cooler. Then cooler means if this, whatever this thing is will be more alive. So we don't need to sit and wait for something to happen. You feel me? I wonder. So it's conditioning. Initial controlling of buying, selling, and financial transactions. Right now, there are some places that if they won't let you in, they're saying, okay, we'll let you buy. You can call in, you know, uh, uh, mobile your order, and we'll bring it out to the curb for you we we'll do it with your food. We'll do it in the restaurants. We don't want you to come in here without a mask. Just some stuff to think about. Remember, as things moved along, there was limited access to the banks. It's still something that way, that way with some banks. Limited access. You had to go through the drive through I kind of wonder about that one. But anyway, all right? Now listen to this one. This is very important. And this one I'm, I'm going to go come back to where I left off earlier. If you look at what's going on right now, there is a rise in the price of gold, silver, and cryptocurrencies. Why would you think that there would be a rise in prices where these things are concerned? Don't move too fast, baby. Don't move too fast. (laughs) But it should be obvious of what's going on. All right? If we look at the Bible, the Bible talks to us about gold and silver being very, 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 very very important things in his sight. And therefore, if it's in his sight then in mankind's sight. And if we look at what people are doing that are so-called controllers, they've been trying to buy up silver and gold for a long time, and not only that, been taking it from the people for a long time. Folks, if we go back to what happened in our country back in 1933, actually it started in 1913, but it, got, it hit, bam, in 1933, and we got somebody come out and said, it's illegal for you to own it. And you know what? The people gave it up. Just like they automatically put on a mask. They just gave it up. When the old Constitution said that gold and silver were to be the standard, some people don't want to hear this stuff. But, cats, we got to listen, man. Because <laughs> stuff's happening right underneath our nose. It's being replayed. They say, you're supposed to be just a preacher. I am preaching. I'm telling people what's going on. So you figure out how to deal with stuff. And it's all connected to the book. So it's a, you, can't have no, you can't have but this much gold or silver. When we find you having any more of it, we're going to take it from you or find you. What well, nerd? No. How do you figure? You tell somebody what God gave them and you can't have it? That's crazy. What the people gave it up? Most of them. The majority of people gave it up. And so, there have been other people who have been hoarding it and taking it away from the people, and now it's becoming a very precious commodity. And you know how something is, if if, if, if there's limited supply of it, Guess what's going to happen to the price? That's right. Or if there's a move towards this being what's going to be dealt with, guess what? People that got their hands on the other stuff are going to use it to get that stuff. Banks buying up all the silver. You go to the bank, and all of a sudden, one day, uh, there's a coin shortage. Oh, there's a coin shortage. And if you make transactions, you're going to have to round them. you going to tell me what I'm going to do with my money? I don't care if it's $0.02. Cents. If it's mine, it belongs to me. But the shortage, you go to the store. Oh, we, we may not give you any change. <laughs> what? <laughs> so but then that's the coins but now just think about it if you think logically okay coins well like what's next there you go so and folks listen there's no need for people to get scared you just need to think and see what you can do to prepare yourself you said, Well, I'm not gonna be here. How you know? You ain't think you'd be here when there'd be a lid put on whether you can go in a store or not. How you know? And beside that, what Jesus said to do is occupy until I come. So we gotta be thinking. So now here, I'm going back, if all these people. If you are going to be in a place where you're going to be getting all this money, you know what I think? And I'm just going to put this out here. I won't even say I think. Just consider this. If you're looking at where things are going, then you might ought to take that money, think about it, buy you some silver, buy you some gold, and yeah, even buy you some cryptocurrencies. I thought I might never say that. <laughs> <laughs> got to be wise because that even that is leading to something yeah even that is leading to something because if you have people that can track everything that you're doing track all your transactions, if it gets to that it's like okay we can just call the shots about how you buy and spend See, folks, this is no, this, the, I'm telling you, these are, these are things. There is a setup going on right now. And for us, we're here still. We need to be thinking about what's going on. Some of that free money that people are getting, instead of going out and buying TVs and bicycles and, you know, and stereos and old clothes and whatever, you might ought to think about what you might need to be able to handle some transactions later on. You know what? Because I don't care what happens. You know, if you got some gold and silver, Somebody might say, oh, okay, I got, you can have some of my stuff. You never know. Just putting it out there. That's where the value is going to be. Anyway, I see y'all real excited. Um, <laughs> hmm? <laughs> so finally, when worse comes to worse, we'll protect you. From this monster coronavirus, just come on, get our vaccine. <laughs> we'll get, get you scared enough of this thing that really doesn't take a whole lot to deal with right now. But get you full of fear. And you know what? We'll just keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And then we'll get you conditioned to the point where you feel like you'll have to have some kind of vaccine to protect you from this thing. And folks, if we start studying what's in these vaccines, you wouldn't want a needle with it in there near you. There are science is talking about right now stuff being in them that can just totally and completely alter your DNA. You think it's science fiction. <laughs> Maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, people thought it was science fiction. <laughs> I'm Just saying, folks. See, we, if you don't think we need to talk to people about Jesus, you don't think it's important that we get out in what's going on right now and talk to people, folks, let me tell you what. It's very, very important. Because there's a lot of people that are getting ready to get duped into a lot of stuff that they're not going to be able to get out of. This is why I'm going through all this stuff. Folks, and why don't you just teach the word? You know, I'm teaching the word, baby. And with God's help, I'm trying to wake up some people in the body of Christ. So, number one, first of all, we don't get deceived. And end up in stuff that we thought we would never, ever, ever deal with. Because there is a great falling away, in case you didn't realize that. And there are some people who are going to depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. That's what the Bible says. I ain't say it. The Bible says it. Depart, you know, depart. Flight 1107 leaves Dallas-Fort Worth at 1210 a.m. It'll depart. It's going to hit the runway and leave. And there are some people who are going to leave the faith because of being seduced. Some of them are potentially in that position right now because they're sitting at home, won't get back in church. We got some pastors and teachers that are in the same position right now that are, the potential is there for it. I didn't say it, it was going to happen, the potential is there for it. We let that fear rule us and we go to sleep, then you're gonna fall for the next thing coming down the line. That's why you gotta practice standing right now. I ain't telling you what to do, It's up to you what you do, but I'm going to tell you what, with everything within me, I resist putting that mask on my face in the name of Jesus. You do what you want to do and what you need to do. I'm just telling you where this guy, this man of God is, this Christian is here right now because I feel what it stands for. No condemnation to anybody. Trust me, none of it. You need to be prayerful. Think about it. And then determine where your convictions are, and then find out also what the Bible has given you and what the law has given you in which you can stand. It's very important. Very important. I want to challenge everybody in here today. As we go outside of these doors and we go back into the world, I want to challenge everybody. Be a witness. Go out on purpose to talk to people. Use what this fear is doing to people. Use it as an avenue of getting into people's lives. Bring out a scripture, First Timothy. Because I'm going to tell you what, this is, this is gripping people all over the place. And you come out with something said, God has not given us the spirit of fear with a power, love, and a sound mind, and you'll be surprised at what that will do in changing the countenance of people, and then you can talk to them. Because fear is what the problem is right now, a big deal. But we've got to talk to people. We've got to share Jesus with them, and we've got to tell them the facts about what's going on right now. Somebody said that's work. Yeah, it is work. So when you go out to the store, carry something with you take something with you to put in somebody's hand. Print something out that tells them what's going on. Give them some science to read. Do whatever you can to get truth into somebody's life and then let the Holy Spirit take it from there. But we can't just be idle and walk in the same fear that they're walking in. Father, we love you today. Thank you for light. Thank you for the challenge that being alive in this time and this age brings. We thank you that you've equipped us. We're ready on the inside. Even some of us may not know we are, but we are ready because we're here and we are equipped by the Holy Spirit. So we thank you for that. Thank you for divine appointments, Lord, everywhere we go. We thank you for that. We thank you that you've not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, sound mind. The Lord is on our side. We will not fear. What can man do to us? Lord, you take a part with them that help us. Therefore, we'll see our desire on them that hate us. It's better to trust in you than to put confidence in man. And so we set ourselves, oh God, that we'll put our confidence and our trust in you and you will always be the way maker regardless of what's going on. And we thank you for it. We thank you, Father. We thank you for it. Come on, let's take a few moments to give the Lord some thanksgiving and praise for his faithfulness and all he's promised us in his word. He's told us we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we can say of the Lord, he's our refuge and our fortress, our God, and him we'll trust. Surely he'll deliver us from the snare of the fowler and the noise of pestilence. He'll cover us with his feathers under his wings we trust. His truth is what will be our shield and buckler. Hallelujah. So we thank you today, Father. There is not a need for anybody who names the name of Jesus to be afraid. So we thank you today. We thank you that you are our God and you are the strength of our lives. Grant us the wisdom we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We thank you for that today. And we thank you that as what's going on, we can maneuver our way through it all and touch lives and bring them to the knowledge of the truth and help them to extricate themselves from the hand and the traps of the enemy. We thank you today. We bless you today. We thank you. Now, maybe someone watching today. Maybe at some time you will watch this and you might say, you know what? I want to find my way out of this. I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to know what God has for me. I don't want to be bound. I don't want to lose out now and in the future. Well, there's a way you can avoid all that. You can ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. Invite him into your heart and into your mind. He will come in. He'll live. He'll make you a new creation. And not only that. But he'll begin to teach you and instruct you about the things, some of them that we've talked about today. And if your heart is all for him, he'll show you exactly what you need to do. He'll grow you up, give you what you need. He'll impart part his eternal life, his life to you on the inside. And that life will just start to spread out all over you on the inside and start granting you wisdom, favor and everything that you need. All you need to do is pray this prayer with us. And, you know, we're all going to do we're going to pray this prayer together, even though we in this place have done it. We're going to pray it together. We're going to invite you and lead you into the kingdom of God. So pray this with us. God in heaven, heaven. I thank you today for the word that has told me that Jesus gave himself for me. And he became the foundation, the cornerstone for the true church. You said in the word that he gave his life for me. He was raised from the dead so that I could have life. I believe that today. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead so that I could have life. So, Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart. Live in me right now. I receive your life in me, and I am now a new creation. I thank you for changing me. And I want to thank you right now for opening my eyes to the Word of God, and to all that the Holy Spirit would have me to have. Please lead and guide me to a body of believers, to those who are teaching right, that will help me to know what I've done and to grow up in what I've done in everything that I'm to grow up in. I'm trusting you with my whole being now, spirit and soul and body. I'm trusting you to provide for me and to be the provider for me. I receive that from you, and I thank you for what I have embraced today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, my brothers and sisters, we got a world out there. Let's go to business. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen.